Lord, we set aside everything we think we know about you, about our fellow man, about myself and this program for a fresh new revelation in you, in these words of the program, in my fellow man and in myself to glorify you and to honor you throughout the day. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming today. We're going to be reading from the AA Big Book, our original reading that we got from a rehab that keeps us sober if we read it at least once a week, face-to-face. But this time it's Zoom-to-Zoom and presenting my friend, Rick, that's in the program. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, everybody. Right on. So let's go ahead and start. I'll start on page 24 of the AA Big Book where it says... The fact is, the fact is that most alcoholics, for reasons yet obscure, have lost the power of choice and drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are, are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. The almost certain consequence that follow taking even a glass of beer do not crowd into the mind to deter us. If these thoughts occur, they are hazy and readily supplanted with the old treadbare idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. There is a complete failure of that kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hand on a hot stove. Pass. <coughs> the alcoholic may say to himself in the most casual way, it won't burn me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all. How, how often have some of us perhaps uh, begun to drink in this nonchalant way and after the third or fourth drink, pounded on the bar and said to ourselves, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Will we have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop at the sixth drink or was it used anyhow? When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he's probably placed himself beyond human aid. Unless locked up, may die or go permanently insane. These stark facts are, are confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But by the grace of God, we have, have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many of us want to stop, but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we have not even dreamed." The great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, toward our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us for which we could never do by ourselves. Pass. If, if you are a serious alcoholic, as we were, we believe that there's no middle of the road solution. There was a, an 
Asia where life has become impossible. And if we had to pass through a region which there was no return through human aid, we, but we had two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation the best we could, and the other to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Amen. Page 62, please. 62. 62. And, uh... I'll start. Okay. Um... Selfishness and self-centeredness, we think, is the root of all our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-illusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we step on our toes of our fellows we retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation and invariable find that uh, sometime in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later places in a position to be hurt. Pass. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves. And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. Though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us have had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying our own power. We had to have God's help. This is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter, This drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. And we are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we pass through freedom. Pass. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed to keep close to him and perform his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves and little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life as we felt a new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind and discovered that we could face life successfully because became, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and thereafter. We were reborn. We're now on step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee, do with me, and do with me that will. Relieve me of the body of self, and that I better do thy will. <clears throat> Take away all my difficulties and victor over them. May bear witness to those who have helped of thy, by, of thy power, thy love, thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking these uh, before taking any step, making sure we were ready to, uh, we could, and the last that banner ourselves utterly to him. Amen. Page 76, please. Uh, page 76, where, when ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. 
We have then completed step seven. Page 86, please. Pass. 86. Well, we can uh, let's think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the before we even begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking him to divorce us from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with all insurance. But after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life has will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. Now, thinking about our day, we face indecision. We may be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration and true thought or decision. We relax. We take it easy. We don't throw. We often surprise how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. Pass. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God... It is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this free assumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to, be, to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if there will be others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Oh, man. Many of us have wanted a lot of, wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. Pass. If circumstances are born, we ask our wives and friends to join us in morning meditation. We belong to a religious domination which requires definite morning devotion, and we all we attend that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes correct and memorize a few set of prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books out there. Suggestions of these may be obtained by one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, we ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, that will be done. And we, are in, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, uh, self-pity, foolish decisions. We become more and more efficient. We do not uh, tire so easily for uh, for. Uh, for we are not bringing up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to raise our lives to ourselves. It works. It really does. Amen. Page 416, please. 416 at the bottom, it says, It helped me. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue, that I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of the compulsion of that time and that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had, but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. 
After I've been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills, not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange that it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not had a single compulsion to drink. Pass. And it certainly is the answer to all my problems today. Even though I'm disturbed, when I am disturbed is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And, and I can... Find no certainty until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I accept my alcoholism, I cannot stay sober. Unless I accept my life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. Uh, I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world is changed, and all the men and women are merely players. If you forgot... He forgot to mention that I was a true critic. I was also able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew he wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there is a bit of good and the worst of us and a bit of bad and the best of us, and that we're all children of God and we each have the right to be here. When I complain about me or I complain about you or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying I know better than God. For years, I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life terms, as it is today, especially my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my marital problems. It is though AA has given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years prior to our marriage when she was a shy, scrawny adolescent. I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift of her being easy to talk to, a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was as if I had, rather than a Midas touch, which turned everything to gold, a magnifying mind that magnified whatever I focused on. Over the years, as I thought about Max, her good qualities grew and grew, and we married, and all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. Pass. But then as I drink more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of, see, <clears throat> instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I should point out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she reduced in a little bit into more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wounded. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had a lens of my glasses backwards. The courage is a change in the serenity prayer. meant not just that I should change my marriage, but 
<clears throat> rather I should change my Excel and learn to accept my responsibility. She was, AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, grow. I can do, do the same thing. With, uh, I'll do it. I can do the same thing with AA meeting, and the more I focus my mind on its defects and late stars, long drunken logs, cigarette smoke, and the worse meeting becomes. But what I can see, what I can try to add to the meeting, rather than what I can get out of it, and, uh, and then I focus on my mind on what's good about it, rather than what's wrong with it. The meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. When I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I have a, excuse me, if I have a problem, the problems increases. If I focus on, my, on the answer, the answer increases. Amen, amen. Page 420, please, 420. Perhaps. The best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my acceptance. My expectations, excuse me. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rise try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really how important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety, and when I place more valuable on my serenity and sobriety than on anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to Him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. I must keep my magnetic, magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations. For my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Page 552, please. 552. He said, in fact, if we had, if you have a resentment you wish you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person, place that person or that thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask for in prayers for everything that you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even if you don't really mean it, and you don't, and your prayers are only words, <clears throat> you don't. Go ahead, do it anyways. Do it every day for two weeks, and you will find that you will have find to have come to meet it and want it for them. And even if, and then you will realize where you used to feel bitterness and hatred, bitterness, resentment, and hatred. You will you will feel compassion, understanding, and love. It it worked for me then, and it worked for me many times since. Will work for me every time I'm willing to work, and sometimes I have to ask for the willingness. But it too always comes, and because it works for me, it will work for all of us. And another great man says, "The only real freedom a human being could ever know is doing what he ought to do because he wants to do it." This great experience has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love. It was just really another affirmation of the truth I know. I get uh, everything I need in Alcoholics Anonymous, and even. Everything I need, I get, and when I need, I 
when I get what I need, I invariably find it's just what I wanted all the time. Amen, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> Excites me, we got, we got solutions to everyday situations. Page 100, please, 100. Thank you. 100. 100. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstance is. Amen. Page 83, please. Go ahead, Rick, please. 83. 83. All right. If we were thinking about this phase of development, we would be amazed if we were halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past or just the door to we'll comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how far... We will see... How far down the scale we will see how far how our experience can benefit others, and a feeling of usefulness and self pity will disappear. We will lose interest in our selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us and we will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these described as promises? We, we not. We're going to be filled among, being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Amen. Work, work, work. Okay, page 85, please. It is easy... <clears throat> to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly we can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. But we must go further, and that means more action. Page 43, please. Bottom of 43. Okay. Much more the alcoholic at certain times has no effect on his mental defense against his first string, except for a few rare cases, even or any other human being can provide such defense. This defense must come from a higher power. D.N. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming in here. Thank you, Rick. Let's go ahead and close with the, with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you, Fernando. It's good seeing you again. Good seeing you again, too. It's, it's the, the, the team rides again. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it again next Wednesday. All right, we'll do it Wednesday or sooner. If God okay, I'll, I'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Have a great day. We'll do it, brother. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Cool. Take care. Take care.